0: So as we're working on the video, I just want to welcome you um, to church this morning. It sounds like you can hear me even though you can't see me. Um, So we're gathering for the second week in a row as a congregation uh, stretched out across Concord and the surrounding towns and in fact, uh, folks from far away too. So I want to welcome you to church this morning. I want to welcome you and to have you participate as fully as you can. We'll get the video working here very soon, I trust. And um, just sing along with the songs as they come along. Uh, We invite you to find a chalice at your house and light it with us. Everybody who's here leading worship will be lighting their chalice as well. And we'll get started here in just a moment. I know Peter is probably working on the video as we speak. There we go. I can see myself. I think we're on. So I'm gonna read a call to worship this is from my colleague, Amy Carol Webb. We meet in the spaces between us, stillness, music, heard and unheard. The apparent void teeming with the you and the I that overlap in this one sacred living moment. We meet in the spaces between us. Let us worship together. And I'm gonna ask Liz, Liz has been keeping track of a few of you who are here and we'll hear from her now. Who is at church this morning?
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to church. I see that many of you have written a good morning or a hello into the chat. And when you do that, just make sure that the top part says that you're sending your message to all panelists and attendees. That way, everyone who's at church this morning will see your greeting. So we have the Lissies and Nivens. We have Virginia, we have Denny McIntyre, Brad Hubbard Nelson, Jane Fisher, Kel, Mara Dolan, Mary Barton, Donna Peterson. We have Jane Fisher, Leslie Pelton-Nickel, Anne Remington. We have the Williams family, Eden Evans, Jim Sherbloom, Ken Reeves and family, We have Louisa Poster and the Richardses and Lillian Anderson, Barbara Olson, Lois Whitney. We have so many folks who are here at worship. It is good to see you all. At this point, I invite you to, hey, (laughs) good morning. It is good to see you all and it is good to know you can see me too. So at this point, I invite you to find your chalice if you have one. If you don't have a chalice, maybe you have a little candle or even the, just a flame in your heart, and we will light our chalice each week, but we will continue to light our separate flames, knowing that we are united by the fire that we ignite. We light our, our chalice this morning for the opportunity just to pause, the opportunity to know that it is enough to gather, it is enough to be in this moment. May this flame that we kindle as it moves, dancing in the air and in the currents of each of our homes, may this flame remind us to be present. Let us join in our responsive the response to our chalice lighting, which we say each week. We'll give it just a moment for the screen to come up here, so that we can all say these words together. O flame of our faith, open our hearts and fill op- open our hearts and fill our bodies and souls with persistent strength. Enliven our spirits and engage us deeply in this life of ours. The sacred essential for you now. You can find a nice place to put your chalice.
2: Good morning. I'm gonna invite you to sing along on this beautiful song by Shelley Jackson Denham. This is Beth. Please, in your own home, feel free to sing along with me. Blessed spirit of my life.
3: Good morning, everyone. This is Reverend Amy Friedman. Um, I'm in Cambridge in my home, and we live in a townhouse. And so I'm on the first floor, and Peter has his home office on the third floor. Um, My video does not seem to be working here, despite all of our great tech run through that we had. So I'm going to run upstairs to the third floor. I will see you in a moment. I'm so grateful for finding new ways to connect, even though it is a challenge and we're figuring it out as we go. One of the ways that people have connected throughout time is by sharing stories with each other. And so I thought it would be nice to share a story with you today. And I chose a familiar favorite, Frog and Toad by Arnold Lobel. Is it my turn yet? (gasps) Hey, Toad! I was just about to introduce you. Everybody, this is Toad. And I was gonna tell everybody about your list.
2: My list?
3: Yes. You know, it can be useful, especially in these times when all of our routines have changed, to have a list. It helps us remember things to do and also, to kind of put a structure to our time. So, Toad, would you tell them about your list? Oh, indeed. Every day when I wake up, I write a list of the things I have to do. And what kind of things do you put on your list? Well, today when I sat up in bed, I wrote, wake up. But I did that already, so I, I crossed it off. Okay, and, and what comes next? Well, then I um, eat breakfast and wash. But I did that already, so I crossed it off. Okay, and then what else are you going to do today? Well, I think I'm going to go take a walk with my best friend, uh, Frog. Oh, I got to go see you later oh wait a minute before you go take your list with you thank you frog oh frog
4: hello
2: frog's looking invisible because he's green in front of a green screen Oh, how
3: could i do that i'm he's in front of a green screen he looks like a ghost Well, he is a. This is frog, okay? Good, bear with me. Hello, toad. It is good to see you today. Oh, hi, frog. Uh, I, I, see. I made a list of things for us to do, and I thought we'd take a walk. Oh, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. So, frog and toad took a walk together, and as after they'd walked for a long time, toad decided that they've finished their walk. And so he was about to cross it off the list. And just then a big breeze came along and blew his list away. Help! My list! What am I going to do without my list? Oh, let's run quick. Let's run and we'll go catch it. No, I can't do that. Why not? I didn't write on my list to run after my list. So, Frog went and ran after the list. He ran up hills and down as fast as his frog legs could carry him. And soon he came back to Toad. (gasps) Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I couldn't catch your list.
4: Now, I don't
3: know what to do. I think I'll just sit here and do nothing. So that's what Toad did. He just sat and did nothing. And Frog sat with him. Oh, you know, you know, Toad, it's getting kind of late. I think we should go to sleep. Go to sleep? That was the last thing on my list of things to do. So Toad got a stick and he wrote in the ground, go to sleep and he crossed it off. There, my day is all crossed out. Oh, I'm glad. And Frog and Toad went to sleep. In these times It can be comforting to write a list. It helps us to remember to do the things that we need to do, like our learning and our work. And it's also important to remember to take care of ourselves, to sleep, to eat, to exercise, to clean our space, to spend time with family and friends. So I want to encourage you to to make a list like Toad, of those things that you want to remember, but also to make space for the unexpected. What if, like Toad, your list, now whether it's the one in your mind or one that you write down, just blew away? What would it be like to just sit and do nothing for a while? I encourage you in the week ahead to make space for the unexpected, to just have some fun. Maybe you could play with a puppet or you could experiment with some art supplies or go explore in nature and know that I will be holding you in my heart and I look forward to seeing you again very soon.
5: Now,
1: this is Gail. Can everyone hear me? I'm trusting
3: that I can be heard. Yes. It is so, so very good to be part of this worship this morning. It's so wonderful to see the names appearing on the screen like familiar faces, I invite you into the deepening part of our service together, where we remember how important it is to simply breathe. I invite you to join me in song.
6: Breathe in, breathe out, breathe.
0: Thank you, Gail. That was really beautiful. Next thing in our service is a poem by Mary Oliver. This is her poem, Black Bear in the Orchard. And hopefully we'll have slides so that you can read it as I say it. Oh, there's a beautiful slide with a black bear and the name of the poem. So this is Black Bear in the Orchard by Mary Oliver. It was a long winter but the bees were mostly awake in their perfect house, the workers whirling their wings to make heat. Then the bear woke, too hungry not to remember where the orchard was and the hives. He was not a picklock, he was a sledge that leaned into their front wall and came out the other side. What could the bees do? Their stings were as nothing, They had planned everything sufficiently except for this catastrophe. They slumped under the bear's breath. They vanished into the curl of his tongue. Some had just enough time to think of how it might have been, the cold easing, the smell of flowers and leaves floating in, then the scouts going out, then they're coming back and they're dancing. Nothing different but what happens in our own village. What pity for the tiny souls who are so hopeful and work so diligently, until the time brings as it does, the slap and the claw. Some day, of course, the bear himself will become a bee, a honeybee in the general mixing. Nature under her long green hair has such unbendable rules And a bee is not a powerful thing, even when there are many as people in a town or village. And what more of catastrophe? Is it the sharp sword of God or just some other wild body loving its life? Not caring a whit, Black Bear blinks his horrible, beautiful eyes, slicks his teeth with his fat and happy tongue and saunters on. We have just had a black bear lean into our front wall and come out the other side. I thought of this poem right away when I was reflecting on the events of this past week. We are all living in a new reality. We're all in our homes and it's so strange because Everything in my house seems perfectly normal. The fridge works and the stove works and the television works, the computer works. And yet all around me, there's a sense of foreboding, there's a sense of panic, there's a sense of solidarity because we know that this COVID-19 is spreading among us even as we seem safe and sound at home. In some ways we are just like the bees in the poem. We literally have done everything we could think of to make enough food, to provide enough warmth, to make a home, to have our lives deliberate and planned and orderly. And then along comes something like a black bear and leans into it and destroys all of our best laid plans. Now any of you who have ever been camping somewhere know that a black bear is a marvelous, beautiful, terrible thing. I actually love to see them and I especially love to see them afar. I don't want them anywhere near my campsite because I know, given a chance, if I were not there, the bear would come in and it would tear apart every food sack it could get its hands on. And so as a precaution, whenever I'm not in camp or at night when I'm sleeping, I hang what is known as a bear bag. This is simply all your food in a bag on the end of a rope hung high in a tree. And the thing is you have to get it at least 10 feet off the ground because a black bear standing on its hind legs can reach pretty high. And you have to get it at least 10 feet down from the the branch because a black bear up on the branch will lean down as far as it can. And you have to get it away from the tree too. But if you do this, the black bears remain beautiful, precious, amazing creatures because you see they frighten quite easily. They're not of any danger to you when they're up close. It's just if you give them the opportunity, they will take it. We are living in a world where given the opportunity, this black bear in our midst will do whatever it can, whatever comes natural to it, to us. And so by isolating ourselves, by staying at home, by not going shopping or going to the grocery store when we only absolutely need to, we are like those bees who are getting ready for how to deal with this new reality because the poem doesn't say it. The poem says that the bear went off, stomach full, quite happy, quite satisfied with itself. But what the bees did next was just as important as what the bear did next. They remained calm, they took a look at the wreckage, they talked amongst each other, they listened to the queen, they decided, okay, do we stay here and try and rebuild this or do we look for a new home? because they did what bees do, which is remain calm. And after the disaster, after the catastrophe, they go ahead and they form their communities and they care for one another and they watch out for one another. And that's exactly what we are called to do as well. I know these are not easy times for any of us. Some of us are gonna love being at home when we're going to get a lot of projects done Others of us are gonna suffer terribly because we're used to having more people around us. We're used to having the freedom to just go where we'd like and do what we'd like. So we're all gonna need each other in these days. And most of all, we're going to need to be patient with one another, especially when it comes to technology. For most of us, this is a brand new world and we're gonna have to be just fine with things looking a little homemade things sounding a little bit tinny, because that's the world that we live in now. If we can focus on the connection between each other, and if we can focus on remaining calm, we will rebuild just like those bees surely rebuilt after the black bear had gone. In just a moment, we're going to hear some music, and I invite you to reflect a little bit on this question, What is your deep source of calm when all plans change? What is your deep source of calm when all plans change? And as the music plays, if you can type into the chat a word that is an answer that is five words or less, no sentences, no paragraphs, five words or less. What is your deep source of calm when all plans change? and I'll read a few of those after the music has stopped. Please write down your answers now. Here are some of the things which provide us deep calm when all plans change. Writing and music, family, exercise, nature, friends, the ocean, nature, developing plan B, B B-E-E. Meditation and nature, warmth of the sun, snuggling and cooking, spending time with my beloved, music, home, love, this too shall pass, quiet contemplation, the peace of wild things, connecting, savoring the continuity of love, my faith, family time, nature, meditation, movement, writing, breath, motion, wind, positive energy, watching the river flow, knitting, patting my sweet dog, gratitude for blessings of spring, gratitude journaling, lots and lots of walking in nature, it's coming up over and over again. Yoga, lots more nature, the home where I grew up, breathe in, breathe out, being with my cats, and lots more nature. Hold on to these things and more as we move through these days. Blessings on you all. Amen.
2: Here's a song that I've been singing a lot lately. lately. The words are, one breath at a time. It is enough to take one breath at a time. I'll sing it, feel free to sing along with me.
1: time. We join our hearts. We join together. As we move into a time of prayer and meditation, I invite you to find a comfortable seat. Not to be too rigid about what that means, but to find a place that feels grounded and feels like you can really sink into a deeper layer. So that might mean having your feet flat on the floor and feeling that connection with the earth. It might mean having your hands in your lap, folded gently so they can rest, or your hand on your heart. Just find that space, that seat, that feels like you can sink in. And let's take a few deep breaths together or if deep breaths are hard for you, just take as easy of a breath as you can. Just in and out, gently. You can keep your eyes open or you can close them if that feels good. If your eyes are open, it might be nice to just let them soften so that you feel your face, not having to be quite as attentive to being out in the world, but just being able to tune inward. Each week, you are invited to share the prayers and the cares that are on your heart. And that is no different while we are in this time. This week, Donna Peterson shares that she is recovering at home after hip replacement surgery on March 12th. She's doing well. She feels well supported by her family and friends and by those of us at first Parish. So we hold Donna in our hearts and our prayers. And we hold so many in our hearts and prayers. This is the time for you to name Those folks out loud. You can type them in the chat if you want, but it might help you just stay in this more prayerful and meditative space if you just call their names out loud in your own home, knowing that those names might be heard where they are most needed. Who is on your heart? Let us hold all of these people, hold one another together, and let us join in song, Spirit of Life. Will you pray with me, joining your heart with mine, all of our hearts together in meditation and prayer? Spirit of life, spirit of love that holds us always. We come in prayer first for our daily lives which are so different and yet at the same time, just as they always have been. For those of us, which is all of us, who are discovering new ways of working and learning and living, new ways of being together, may the learning curve be gentle May we delight as much as we are frustrated. May we delight in each new way that we learn to connect and may it get easier each time. For those in our community who are recovering from surgery or illness or injury, especially today lifting up Donna, May healing come quickly and as easily as possible. For all of us who are distant from one another but are reaching out the tendrils of our hearts, may we feel that connection. Spirit, when the bear comes into our homes, into our world, It feels like everything has been ripped open. That this big thing has come crashing in to our safe places. And that can be so hard. We feel like tiny bees compared to this giant bear. We feel confused and dismayed lost and out of control. Everything is topsy-turvy. Yet, at the same time, we are connected in one hive. Help us remember when we feel sad or angry or lost. Help us remember our gathered love and care the power of being in the present moment knowing that it is enough to take one breath at a time that we don't have to fix it all or solve it all right away but that we can pause and take stock and take stock again and again to to help us reorient ourselves. And that we then can continue to reach out to one another. Help us when we feel in need to look for the helpers. Today we offer prayer and special intentions for nurses and doctors, anesthesiologists and respiratory therapists, custodians in hospitals, and elsewhere who are planning to make sure that everywhere we go is as safe as possible. Help us know that for most of us though, our job now is to stay home, to stay put, that it is helping when we do less, that we can flatten the curve, and that we can remain connected even as we remain distant. May we do what bees do best, to remain calm, working together, to listen to the queen or the experts. May we be patient and compassionate with one another while we wait as long as is needed until the time to rebuild arrives. Help us to rest and take each day and each moment as it comes. Help us to turn towards the little joys of our lives towards the sunshine, towards the crocuses and daffodils that even yet are arising and blooming and remind us of happier days ahead. May all who are in pain today find solace. May all who feel joyful find their joy doubled. And may we, by our daily living, make our world a better place. Let us abide together in this stillness, in this space of prayer and meditation. With your hands and your lap or your hands and your heart, let's take seven deep or easy breaths together.
0: Thank you, Beth, and thank you, Liz, for that beautiful music and prayer. Now, Tim Whitney has an annual pledge campaign testimonial because it's March, and it's still the annual pledge campaign. So, Tim, what do you have to tell us?
7: Good morning, everybody. Can you hear me okay? Yep. People are waving. Um, My my church-going life has been pretty brief at First Parish, but I've always believed that churches at their best support, enhance, and change lives. And I would suspect that's the order many people experience church, supportive, then perhaps life enhancing and ultimately life changing. For me, it was a bit reversed. My life was changed almost the minute I truly became involved here at First Parish. My wife, Ellen, and I had been members for many years, but with a business and family, I had little time or energy to be engaged And I saw this notice 18 years ago when uh, we first joined about the partnership in Transylvania. And it was very intriguing to me. It just sparked something inside of me. Uh, But it only took 16 more years to finally move on it and realize that interest. And my daughter, Ann and I went over in 2018 on that remarkable trip. Uh, And I was completely immersed in helping plan and host the trip when they all visited here last fall. This summer, uh, Anna, along with Don's daughter, Simone, were scheduled to go there for six weeks uh, to uh, work at various youth camps and learn more about the culture. And I was to return this fall for a celebration of the the dance troupe. Those probably will not happen given the circumstances, but certainly um, we are sure that they will happen uh, when it's appropriate. The 2018 trip did change Anna's and my lives, um, we became very close with our fellow, fellow pilgrims and we gained so many new friends there as well. And for me, it is through these deep human relations that the mysteries of life for me and the challenges and opportunities are best addressed, especially in these kind of times that we're having now. Human connection is the most important thing. The partnership with Seike Katerstuhler and its people is special to First Parish so special to our friends there and I plan to do my part to keep it very strong as long as I can. And my daughter Anna's depth of engagement there will only increase over time as well, I'm sure. First Parish and all the work done by so many of you over so many years has provided my daughter and me with these life-changing opportunities, truly priceless. We thank you, we thank the Church. I'm happily ensconced in the Partnership Committee my first parish involvement is picking up speed. I'm just scratching the surface of what most all of you already know much better than I, that this church supports, enhances, and changes lives. These are difficult times and times when the church is so supportive and so needed. So if you can, please pledge generously during this year's campaign. Every pledge helps us meet our budget And If you can stretch this year and give a little bit more and increase your donation by $520, which is $10 a week, uh, you'll be entered in a raffle for a prize. Ellen and I really reconsidered our pledge this year for all the reasons I've just listed. Uh, We hope you will too. Thank you for your generosity.
0: Thank you, Tim. So there are a bunch of stewards who are happily working right now. These are your fellow church members and they're going to be reaching out to you uh, via email or giving you a phone call. Um, please take a moment or two to listen to them. You can easily pledge. Uh, you don't even need a pledge card. You can just go to the First Parish website and there's a green button there. You can pledge right there. Uh, you could tell the steward how much you'd like to pledge and they'll relay it back to us. So there's lots of different ways to uh, make a pledge. And since we've got some time at home now, uh, it's a good chance to, to do that. And this is a year where we need a pretty significant increase uh, to simply continue on as we have been uh, continuing. And so let's not let the pledge campaign get lost in this. And if you do that 520 challenge, you'll be in the uh, in a raffle. Oh, I'm learning that now this is reversed on my screen. But anyway, you can read backwards and um, we will uh, enter you into that raffle. So that's just $10 more a week and I urge you to give generously to the church. In the meantime, um, we're still accepting money. You can mail your pledge payments into the church. Uh, Church is, um, Fifi is looking at mail once a week and paying bills so all of that is being well taken care of. You can also donate online um, and very soon there will be a number on your screen and you can just text that number and donate as well. So please, an offering for the good work and witness of First Parish in Concord will now be gratefully received. Take a moment or two and text that number and make a donation. And thank you very much.
4: Good morning everyone. Two of our parishioners connected with me separately about their concerns for people without food during this crisis. Bob Brack has been heavily involved with Open Table and a similar nonprofit in Natick. Liz Rust has been involved with affordable housing. Just two days ago, I learned that members of the Immigration Justice Task Force are already helping to address increased food insecurity in Framingham. Then Laura Davis of Mothers Out Front, who I just met at a conference a couple of weeks ago, told me that they had set up a brand new website. It has tabs for find assistance and offer assistance. It's called Concord helps. It's in the Google type of web pages. And I put the link in First Parish Weekly, FP Weekly, I believe you'll be getting tomorrow, along with some other volunteer opportunities for you and for your families. It's so impressive how quickly our community is stepping up with compassion. So once you are settled and in a calm place, consider adding connecting to social action to your list. We are very busy meeting and continuing with our work, and I look forward to hearing from you.
0: Thank you, Adrian. Um, All that good work is continuing, and I know that we'll find creative ways to be engaged in social action as we go on. As we begin to close our service today, I just have a few announcements for you. Please pay attention to the First Parish website and to the FP Weekly that comes out each week. Those are gonna be the best sources of information for you from the church, and we're trying to keep those as up-to-date as we can, and we're all adjusting to this new online world at the same rate. There are lots of things that are shifting online, so I would encourage you to check with uh, the leader of a group or an activity, to see if it's still going on and to see if it's going to happen online. And so please check first with the group's leader. And um, if you're not, uh, if you don't know from there, then check with a staff person, of course, but try and check in with the leader first. We are going to start uh, this next coming week uh, some daily drop-in hours, and we will publicize those on FP Weekly and on the website. That's just an opportunity for you to come in here on Zoom. Uh, at a given time and there'll be a staff person or a minister here and we'll chat with one another and you can just say hi and spend 10 minutes or you can chat the whole hour if you want. So we'll just see how those are going. Liz has done a couple of those and they're a really nice way to connect. So look for some information about that. And then the last thing is that this is a great time for us to get up to speed a little bit for next year. We uh, next year have an intern who is coming And this person is non-gender conforming, and they go by the pronoun they. And I know that we have a little bit of work to get ready for them to come and to have a successful year with us. So the Ministerial Intern Committee is offering an online program. It's also being sponsored by the Social Action Council, the Standing Committee, the Diversity Committee, and the Belonging Group. And information will go out soon to you about that. It's called Transforming Hearts Toward Full Inclusion. The beautiful thing about this is you can sign in and watch the various presentations on your own, and then we'll set up some times for you to join a Zoom uh, meeting to be able to discuss them and talk about things. So that's a wonderful thing. There should be more details even tomorrow in the FP Weekly. And at the end of our service today, we invite you if you'd like to hang on to stay online, and we'll have online coffee hour. Uh, This is just a chance to send some greetings to one another, to say hi, uh, to mingle just like you would at coffee hour. We're so glad that you came to church this morning, and we look forward to chatting a little bit with you during coffee hour.
5: Good morning, everyone. This is Anderson speaking. It's so good to see all of you guys online with us. Um, So to close up our meeting, we are going to sing this wonderful song. Please repeat after me. We've got to put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Okay, so I hope you guys are ready. Let's clap with me. We've gotta put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. We've gotta put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Don't give up hope. You are not alone. Don't you give up. Keep moving on. You've got to put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. We've got to put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Lift up your eyes. Don't you despair. Look up ahead. The path is there. We've got to put one foot in front of the other, and lead with love. Put one foot in front of the other, and lead with love. We've got to put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. I know you're scared, and I'm scared too. But here I am right next to you. We've got to put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. We've got to put one foot in front of the other and lead with love. Put one foot in front of the other and lead with love and lead with love. And lead with
6: love.
0: Have a great week, everyone. Thank you Anderson. And now as we go into this week, remain calm, just figure it out one moment at a time. That's all that any of us are doing it. Have fun with your kids, have fun with your dog, go for a walk outside, stay six feet from everybody else. It's a crazy world we're living in and we humans know how to come together. We know how to help one another and we know how we can make this world a better place. Please join in saying the benediction that we say each week, a slide might pop up, there it is. Go out into the world in peace, have courage, hold on to what is good, return to no person, evil for evil, strengthen the faint hearted, support the weak, help the suffering, honor all beings. We'll see you at coffee hour.